I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Power, the reliable, quick, and scalable EV charging solutions for everyone and everywhere. And Star Charge, the largest EV charging manufacturer in the world and is also a provider of residential and commercial battery storage. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast, where we cover everything electric from EV ownership to charging your EVs to new EVs on the market and much, much more. And today we're talking about the whole atmosphere of EV charging and how it is changing to the North American charging standard, this different plug that was designed by Tesla and now is being adopted by not only EV charging companies to charge EVs, but also those who are manufacturing EVs. And I have my friend Jordan on today who has specific interest in this story, and that is that Mazda Motor Corporation today announced, or actually it was yesterday, an agreement with Tesla was reached and they are adopting the North American charging standard for their charging ports on the company's battery electric vehicles launched in North America from 2025 and on. So thank you for joining me, Jordan. Um, this is one of the last automakers to announce this. I think there's only Stellantis, Stellantis, Mitsubishi, and VinFast that are waiting. So how does it feel as someone who owns a uh, Miata, Mazda Miata, to hear this news? You obviously love your car. It's no surprise. I am a Mazda fan. Um, also, so we've done a lot of episodes about NACs and how auto manufacturers have gone to NACs. The hashtag NACs everything that I've been saying all the time, do I have to change that now because it's going SAEJ3400? Or will they keep that name even? Because that is a mouthful and NACs is just easier to say. <laughs> it is. It's much easier to say, but that's true. That's something to note is that the standard, if we're getting technical, is J3400. It has been standardized now. And that's something that I think was holding a lot of automakers back 
for a bit just because, okay, there's still standardization going on in this industry, a lot of it everywhere. Nothing is standardized. So once that finally was standardized by the SAE J3400, which is also Tesla, just deemed it the North American charging standard. Yeah, but it is much more of a mouthful. I like your next everything hashtag a bit more. How, rolls off the top. how ironic that it was like not officially standardized, even though it had standard in the name. So to be politically correct, I'll say hashtag SAE J3400 everything. Anyways, Mazda. Anyways, um, yeah. Yes. Watch out. Tesla superchargers are about to fill up with Mazda EVs that, no, I'm just kidding. Mazda sold 603 or so um, MX30s, uh, which right. was their battery electric car, their only battery electric car. It was essentially a California compliance car. Um, super cool. I thought it was cool. Now, it did win or lose. Uh, it, it it got the uh, accolade from Kyle for the worst EV in 2022. It was yes. Wow. Um, so we <laughs> or 2021. Whenever it came out, Kyle gave it the award of the worst EV of the year. Um, so it wasn't great, but part of that was because it had a 100 mile nearest makes no difference range, and it costs 30 ish thousand mid 30s, which. On one hand, for a slightly premium, I'm not going to say luxury, just slightly premium SUV, that's a great deal. But for the specs on paper, slow, no range, uh, yeah, total failure uh, for, for how most people view it. Now, other markets, as people are maybe firstly typing the comments about, did get a range extender version, or Rex, as we affectionately call it, uh, which is a rotary range extender. Mazda is famous for the rotary engine. Um, perk of the RX-7, RX-8, other other models that had it. Um, super cool that they had that, just didn't come to our shores, which was a bummer because I thought that would be a really fun daily driver. It's no surprise that many people know I'm a, I'm a Mazda fan, uh, but not a fanboy. I will call them out when they do things wrong, such as their EV strategy. Like, what in the world? Their, their cars are, like, so ready to be electrified. They're, they're nice. They feel premium. They've really taken strides 20 years ago. Mazda was like meh, and now they are really good. But the weakness of the car, ironically, is the combustion engine, the transmission, which they're known for being a bit old school on that. Everyone else is moving to like eight, nine, ten speed automatics, modern automatics. Mazda's like, nope, six speed, we're good. We're just going to use this forever. Uh, which on one hand makes it bulletproof. On the other hand, it's backwards thinking. So, are they finally looking to the future with this announcement of 2025? Yeah, I mean, that's what we hope, right? But you're right. You talked about this MX-30, which was kind of their only, well, it's their only BEV that they ever offered. Um, and it was very localized, like you said. So they, I, I looked into what they put out there about their electric strategy. And of course, the next announcement, they're coming along, they're saying, you know, once we have EVs, they'll have access to at least 15,000 superchargers across North America. But they have they say that they have more electric options on the horizon and that they'll introduce 13 new electrified models between 2022, it's 2024, and 2025. So this is an old announcement, right? And um, But they did say that it would include five hybrid electric vehicles, five plug-in hybrid electric vehicles, and three electric vehicles. And that by 2030, 100% of Mazda products will be electrified and pure electric vehicles will account for at least 25% of their lineup. But I... Um, they don't have anything yet. So it's it's just kind of a wait and see. I'm not sure if they've changed their tactic or exactly what has gotten in the way there. But um, it's they do say that they'll have an adapter in 2024 and then the native port in 2025. So it looks like if they're going to come out with BEVs, they're going to be NACs. It's just a matter of when. 
Yeah. Is that how you feel? That's, yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. It's, yeah, the, the, we're not surprised by the announcement on one hand because everyone's going Nax or Chase, whatever. I'm calling it Nax. Um, everyone's going that direction. And except for the three others you mentioned, which is like, okay, what are they doing? I don't really know. Stellantis is like, what are you doing? Um, Vinfast, Mitsubishi, whatever. Mitsubishi has a plug-in hybrid. Speaking of plug-in hybrids, would this go to Mazda's plug-in hybrids? Because they do have one mm. or some. Um, the plug-in hybrid CX-90. Fantastic vehicle. Um, and it's the only plug-in hybrid. It would, again, make a great use case for a BEV. Um, I mean, even as I speak, I am currently at the Kia first press drive event for the EV9, which is weird because yeah. the EV9 is already out in people's hands. Uh, usually these press drives are like before the car's out. So this is different. Um, but EV9 would be a perfect competitor to the CX-90. I would love to see the two battery electrics mm-hmm. combat, but instead uh, no one's really even cross shopping them. It's, it's, it's yeah. weird. So, and Kia skipped, like it was the Telluride, which is a gas car, a very successful gas car. And they switched straight to battery electric. Whereas Mazda is just like waddling about with um, trying plug-in hybrid. They also have a gas version, which is fantastic. Uh, inline six turbo. I mean, who doesn't love that powertrain? But um, yeah, our audience doesn't really care about that because it's not electric. And th- th- that's the big miss. I think just my drive over here from the airport was an hour in a battery electric three-row SUV. So comfortable, so quiet. I mean, actually, I noticed the road noise a lot more because it was so quiet. Uh, so I think Mazda, I, it just annoys me because because I'm a fan of the brand ethos. Their design language, impeccable. Um, their color choices are mostly pretty good. They could get a little more break, a bit more exciting with that. But will this port be on the plug-in hybrids. I don't know about that. They haven't really clarified unless you know something I don't, but it's, Um, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't clarify that now in the, in the press release, it doesn't say anything about hybrid. Um, So they just said native NAX ports. So I guess we'll have to see their press release, which I'll also link in the show notes. It's very short. It's one of the shortest I've seen for uh, these, these press releases because they don't have much to say because they don't have much currently had, in terms of their ev offering yeah yeah it had to be short because it's like awkward because it's like clearly it's like someone giving a presentation on their homework um when they didn't really <laughs> do their homework and so it's just like whatever it's short but whatever is in there is just fluff as we call it yeah in, um, journalist yeah. terms it's very so. straight to the point um <laughs> but there's a lot of potential here right just like you were speaking to earlier we've heard hums about like maybe a crossover in 2025 but we haven't seen any prototypes that i'm aware of like at any auto shows or anything or tech shows you know there's probably a possibility of an electric miata and i definitely want to pick your thoughts on that as a miata driver and owner like is it you were speaking to it, but I'd love to talk about that just a little bit more. Like, is this is this possible with the battery and weight? And then also, there's I've met people who have Miatas, and it's like it's such an identity car. Like, it's a part of their lifestyle. They go, you go to meetups with all these other owners. Do you think it's still a Miata if it were to go electric? Yes. Um, so here's the thing with that. That's that's <laughs> this could even be a whole other podcast eventually if we want to like really deep dive into this. Um, but with it, I'm waiting with bated breath on seeing how Mazda handles electrification because because I think they could do it so well and it's what they really need. But what will they do? And same with the Miata. Like kind of like how everyone's been highly anticipating Cybertruck. How is it? Like what's it going to be like? And now we know. 
that's how I felt with, with Mazda. So Mazda has confirmed the next Miata will be electrified, which as we know, could mean anything from mild hybrid or basically a, a subtle 48 volt system that adds a little bit of torque and maybe some like ever so slight, um, you know, it, it, it adds a little bit of acceleration before the engine takes over everything else. Um, it could be as low as that or full on battery electric. Now the Miata will not be battery electric for a while. We're still working through the battery technology. The ethos of the car is lightweight, um, kind of like Lotus. Uh, it's funny that Lotus is getting into the EV game, but Lotus is known for really lightweight, like lighter than a Miata cars. Um, and Lotus's whole thing is simplify, add lightness. Um, that's really how the Miata kind of is too. The Miata is one of the only cars ever that got smaller and lighter. Um, most every car that we've seen, you know, Honda Accord, Civic, Camry, all, every car you can think of, Suburban, have gotten bigger and heavier every single year or generation because there's new safety technology and people just want more things. Um, we're, we're Americans. We're gluttonous. We just give us everything. Um, the Miata, the new fourth gen one or newest, it's, it's uh, almost a decade old at this point, but it was smaller and lighter ever so slightly than my third generation one. So... We're waiting for battery technology to improve. Um, I'd love to do more exploration on what type of battery tech that could be. Um, solid state, semi-solid state seems to be quite the possible um, popular contender. Um, so I would, I would be okay with it. As a purist, as an enthusiast, it doesn't offend me. It's less offensive than, say, the Mustang or the Corvette, which we now have the Mustang Mach-E. Um, yeah, it's it's not a sports car at all. It's an SUV. We've we've had rumblings of a Corvette becoming an electric SUV. Like I guess electric electric SUV, everything. Um, if Mazda did that, they're like, here's a new Miata. It's an electric SUV. The company would die uh, because there'd be so many people with pitchforks just uh, attacking their their headquarters. <laughs> they just burn it down with their passion, burn, their angst burn about it. Down. it. And the yeah. the reason those are not the reason those are offensive. Um, is because when you think of like a, a like an American muscle car, or even not American, like we'll talk about uh, the Nissan Skyline GTR. You know, famous car, famous for inline six turbo. Like, if you were to just electrify that, people would be like, "Well, what about the famous engine?" The Miata has never been famous for its engine or powertrain. It's all about small, lightweight. Now, to this day, everyone asks me, "What's my favorite electric car?" Um, the most fun I've had driving an electric car was the original Tesla Roadster. Um, so I would be the first on the list for an electric Miata. People have converted them. I would actually maybe love to do that someday um, because I don't care about the range that much. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I think you need less range than people think they need. Um, it's all about charging and stuff, but it, I would, I would love to see an electrified Miata because they're not, they're not that fast either, but they don't have to be. It's not the point. But like, if you add a little mile hybrid system in there to like add a bit of oomph down low until the engine takes over up the higher RPMs, that would be really cool. So battery electric, I don't think so. Even a plug-in hybrid would be cool, but that's we're going to be ways from these things happening. Um, and it's annoying because I don't know how long. It almost it doesn't feel like Aptera or Elio or these things where it's like, are they ever going to come out? It's like, we know Mazda will go electric. It's just not in the time frame that they hoped or we hoped. 
Yep. I definitely think that's also why they weren't in a rush to announce it, because they're like, listen, we're not really going to be incorporating this technology anytime super soon, but all right. Uh, I guess something came along that was like, yeah, we're going to do it. It's 2024. Let's just make the announcement and the agreement with Tesla. So we're going to see the charging landscape change. There's going to be not only, you know, EVgo, Electrify America, uh, change over to the NACS standard for at a lot of their stations, but of course include CCS and a little bit of Chatamo, depending on, I'm sure, just regulation or business deals that they have with Chatamo automakers, which is, I think, only Nissan now. Um, yeah. But either way, you know, we're going to watch that transformation. All automakers are going to switch over. I would bet my hard-earned cash on that. It's just we have a few left um, that I mean, VinFast is, of course, an all-electric platform, but they don't have they don't have anything on the roads, really. I mean, I guess they do a few, but um, and then Stellantis seen, is interesting too. Yeah, yeah, we've seen the VFA in the wild a few times, and it's just like, really, I don't know. It 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 it's failed so badly as far as just journalist remarks. I mean, I, I think technically it does function as a vehicle, so like that's cool. Um, it it's more real than some of these other companies that people seem way more excited about that are just like concept forever. Um, but and I honestly like Francie, imagine being Stellantis right now where they're like, um, guys, Mazda beat us to, to announcing next. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If I Mazda mean... beats you. Then what are you doing as Stellantis? Uh, unless they have something else up their sleeve, which yeah, just seems silly at this point. So I no. don't know. Your guess is as good as mine for that uh, still waiting, I guess. You know, maybe they're not in a rush. Maybe they have some things cooking that we just aren't even aware of. Um, But that makes it another automaker. But we knew a long time ago that this is where the technology is going. This is how we're going to be charging our EVs in the U.S., in North America, Canada? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. North America, I guess. Yeah. 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 It is a North American charging standard. So, um, yeah, cool to see it unfold. Uh, good insight into just how things are coming along. Not super exciting. We know it's going to happen. But as a driver of that automaker, I definitely wanted to hear your input on this and kind of see where we think their electric future is going to look and going to go. And uh, yeah, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see as we do with a lot of things, but we will see who comes out next. If you had to guess Stellantis, Mitsubishi, or Venfast, who do you think it'll be? It needs to be Stellantis. That's the thing, but I I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see an electric Jeep. I mean, they showed off their Magneto concept, which was a Jeep battery electric with a manual which is the coolest thing ever um so like we we know they have electric things cooking i mean the new challenger the ram rev is yes technically not full battery electric but um there's a lot of things riding on their electric strategy so where does this play into it i don't know also i don't know if we touched on the fact that the existing 600 customers with their mazda mx30s will they be getting adapters will mazda offer retrofits like how do they play into it i Mm -hmm. hot take hope (laughs) i hot take i hope they uh i don't know i hope they do for the sake of those customers but if for some reason the mx30 just dies a horrible death and they're on the used market for like 10 grand i want one i I would be that person to daily that around colorado because no one else would and that's me as a person. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, it's it's only 600 people, but it's also 600 people who adopted this unique, you know, piece of machinery into their lives. So they say there will be an adapter in 2024 if it will be applied to their one BEV. 
hopefully, but I bet they're more forward looking. I don't know. We'll have to see. The whole adapter game is going to be really interesting to track because it's a safety issue. It's a standard issue. And it's I think it's going to be a headache for everyone involved. Uh, so we'll see how that unfolds. Right, right as the Apple MacBook Pro gets out of the adapter game, because for a long time, you know, you had to have, well, your computer actually that you have currently has to have adapters yeah. for everything. Oh my gosh, and now they're finally, city over here. Yeah, they're finally pulling out of it, and now the cars are going that direction. It's just like, oh, come on. Yeah. That's it's it's just fine. circular, cyclical, whatever. I'm, cyclical. yeah, no, thank you. I don't want any more dongles. Just, just give me the ports that I need. <laughs> And stop changing it. <laughs> I just charged my car on USB C. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. Let's just let's just get everyone on the same page here. Um, but looks, I mean, it looks beautiful where you are. I got to see, you know, your your beautiful hotel. It's gonna be a fun experience driving the EV9, highly anticipated and well-received EV. Love to see what Kia is doing as well. I think they have a really interesting approach. So would love to follow up on your experience once you have experienced it. Uh, but yeah, thank you for coming on to the podcast and thanks everyone for listening. This is what we do. We cover topics like this as well as interviews with folks that are expertises in the space and just daily everyday drivers. But there's a lot to cover, um, a lot to ask questions about, investigate and clear up, of course, in this very complicated, curious space. So thanks, Jordan. Have a fun time. Thanks. We'll see you all in the comments down below. Yeah. Bye-bye.